MoneyWeb now on the money. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Chatting now with Teresa Venga. She's a head of business transformation at Momentum Investor. Uh, Teresa, appreciate the early morning money guilt, an article that hit my inbox a, a day or two ago. And I must say, when I saw the headline, I'm like, ooh, this is going to be uh, a good reading. I suppose uh, to kick off, what is money guilt? I suspect it's, it's probably a wide topic that ultimately it hits all of us. Yes, morning, Simon. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start with guilt first. Yeah. I think it's something that anybody can relate to, right? I mean, we're there. Uh, feeling feeling guilt about having that second helping of pudding or feeling guilty about the fact that you go and get up to gym. Now, money guilt is nothing different. It, it refers to that emotional and psychological distress that we all experience in relation to your financial situation, whether it's your spending habits or whether it's your financial decision. And this is normally recognized by specific types of feelings like shame and inadequacy or largely anxiety as well or regret even. And, and this can actually manifest in a whole lot of different ways, which in essence impact all of our mental and emotional well-being. And, and in many ways, it's it's going to be it's going to be firmly rooted in where we are now in our current financial exactly. circumstances. But it's also going to be rooted in how we were raised. I'm thinking how my parents and my grandparents uh, responded and and managed money. Uh, you know, my grandparents ca- came through the Second World War, and of course, they were very very scared of spending anything. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, there are common triggers, and it's, it's different for everybody. Um, but one of the biggest things, and it's also a particular interest to me, is, is your childhood experiences, right? Mm-hmm. The attitudes and the behaviors and the beliefs about money that you develop in your formative years have actually that lasting effect. Now, we must remember that children learn by observing the financial behaviors of their big parents or their caregivers, and whether your parents are were frugal or spendthrift, the money habits then become a model for future for you. We also need to understand that the way financial matters are communicated within the family and whether it's about talking about budgets and savings and financial goals, that ultimately also shapes an individual's understanding. What's what's actually also quite interesting to me is, and and when you start focusing on it, whether you've got children or not, I've, I've certainly done it the past few years already, is the direct and the indirect messages about money that you talk about. Um, we must be careful of saying things like, you know, money is hard to come by or money can solve yeah. all problems. And I, I, you know, my 15-year-old daughter, I mean, teenagers, they want everything and they need everything. <laughs> and, 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 and sometimes I catch myself saying, no, we don't have money for that. We can't afford that. And you should talk like that. I mean, rather say something like, is it really something that you need? Is it a priority now? Um, can you do without it? So be careful about the messages you talk about in, 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 in family setup. Then there's also, you know, children growing up in a financially stable household often develop a sense of security and confidence about their own financial future. But that's not something that we can always guarantee, right? And mm. um, the, the one thing that I, I, can, I can think of, I mean, when, the, when I was little, financial literacy 
wasn't really something that I personally got a lot of exposure to. I mean, financial concepts and lessons about money management, it wasn't really available or, you know, at the point, I suppose, top of mind. So we, the moment I started my first job, that was actually the first time I realized, oh, gosh, I need to start paying tax. What is tax? <laughs> so, so I think financial literacy also um, and what you get exposed to as a child also helps shape your, your thoughts about money and your mindset. I, for instance, got a colleague. Interesting enough, I mean, she pays her children pocket money. Mm. But from the pocket money, she deducts rent. She lets them <laughs> yeah. pay cash. She lets them budget for certain specific things that they need. And I actually think that this is quite a, a, an amazing exercise for children to go through so that on an early age, you actually get exposure to, to you know, key financial concepts. And then lastly, I think the, the, the other thing that we also must not forget is the impact that traumatic events related to your finances, you know, such as bankruptcy or loss of a home, or that can actually, when you're a child, that can have a lasting effect on your relationship with money and how your parents or caregivers actually try to cope in those situations um, or during those financial difficulties also has a lasting effect um, on how you view money in the future. Yeah, and and then it is. I mean, it's so much. I mean, you're talking there around the family. It's so much around that family unit, which is going to expose it. And then, as an adult, I suppose if if we, you know, how do we manage as an adult? Well, if you're thinking about our kids, and even if we don't have kids, if we're just thinking about our relationship, it's not most. It's like most guilt. It's just a case of thinking through it and 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 being aware of of what we're thinking and feeling. And importantly, don't pass it on to our kids and or our partners or our colleagues or even our friends. Exactly. So it's about how, how do you develop that healthy relationship with money? And, and if we think about the guilt that we've got, I mean, there are certain things that you can do to help you overcome that guilt so that at a point you can start developing a healthy relationship with money, which is what we want, right? Mm. So, so it's, firstly, I think you have to identify where is the source of guilt coming from? Why am I feeling guilty about it? And then how do you challenge your negative beliefs about money? And how do you, how do you change it with positive affirmations so that the healthy relationship with money can start? And that's not, don't stop focusing on, on, on financial growth or understanding financial concepts and empowering myself about certain financial things. Um, I always say that, you know, I have hope when I have a plan. So never underestimate the, the power of a plan and, and seeking professional financial advice in crafting that plan because that can overcome a lot of things in, in, in addressing your own money guilt. Yeah, I take that. It, it's so often it is around that planning. If we've got a plan, it, 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 it might be a long plan. It might not be the best plan in the world, but a plan takes some of that guilt, some of that fear away. We'll leave it there, Teresa Havenga, uh, Head of Business Transformation at Momentum Investor. And that is appreciate the t- early morning time today. And that's what we're asking on our LinkedIn and our Twitter polls today. Uh, do you have money guilt issues? Perhaps a bit. Perhaps you're managing them. Perhaps you're one of those who is all good. Or maybe you're finding it hard to manage. Have your vote. Have your say. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.